In the sermon prep process, one of the elements that's often neglected is the preaching team's role in sermon prep. Now, if you're thinking, what is a preaching team? I don't even have one. Stick around because we're going to talk about what a preaching team is and how you can form one. And this is actually part of the sermon prep checklist, the 10-step sermon prep checklist that we've been going through. And this is actually step five, run it by your preaching team. But we'll get to all that in just a second. If you're new here, I want to welcome you to the Preaching Donkey podcast. This is episode 37. I am your humble host, Lane Sebring. And on this show, we talk about preaching, how to preach better, how to communicate more clearly and effectively when you preach. And we've been going through this 10-step sermon prep checklist, which you can get at preachingdonkey.com checklist. It's a simple PDF that you can have in front of you every time you preach just to make sure that you're hitting all of the things that you need to do. And so far, we have looked at four steps. Number one, determine your topic title and hook. Number two, dig into scripture. Number three, outline the sermon. Number four, build out the content. And then today, we're going to look at number five, run it by your preaching team. If you missed any of the previous episodes, go back and check them out because all of these build on each other. So thank you for watching. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you for listening. If you're listening over on Spotify or anywhere that you listen to a podcast, so awesome to have you joining me today. Let's dive right in. So in this step in the process, you have done the hard work of determining what you're going to preach on. You have dug into scripture, as we talked about in part two, where you have really taken the time to do the hard work of looking at what the text says, trying to figure out what the text means, and then trying to figure out how it applies. Then you've taken that study and you've applied it to outlining the sermon. So you have mapped out, here's what the bottom line is going to be. Here's what my you know supporting points are going to be. And then in step four, you've built out that content by asking the question, how am I going to teach each point? How am I going to illustrate each point? And how am I going to apply each point? And how is all this going to come together? So at this point, you have a sermon. You could theoretically, at this point, get up and just preach the message. This is where a lot of pastors miss a massive opportunity. And that is in step five, run it by your preaching team. And in step six, rehearsing. And I'll get to why we'll get to that next week if you're apprehensive about rehearsing. But today I want to talk about running it by your preaching team, why this is so important. The question you want to ask here is what feedback does the team have at this point in the process? Now, if you have no team, uh, I, I give an option here to just get give others to give feedback. But let me back up a few steps and talk about preaching teams in general. What is this and why should you even consider it? Well, if you think about it, what is the model that most pastors have in their preaching lives, in their careers? The model that we have seen, and this is the model that was handed down to me, this is the model that I saw, is the pastor goes into his office and hides for 20 hours a week, 25, 30 hours a week, and studies the Bible, looks at commentaries, and comes out with a message. And that is, it's kind of like Moses going up on the mountain and coming down with the Ten Commandments. And if you do that week after week after week, where it's just you and your thoughts and your Bible and the Holy Spirit, there's nothing wrong with that. That's certainly fine to do. However, what happens is 
is you begin to draw from a dry well. Your ability to relate to many different kinds of people diminishes because you're one person and you have your thoughts. You have your experiences. So a lot of your illustrations and examples all start to kind of sound the same. If you have a family with young kids, they're all about families with young kids. If you're into sports, they're all about sports. If you're into news and current events, they're all about news and current events. But the point is, it's really just you, your perspective every single week, and it can begin to lack the relational depth that you get when you bring more people into the process. So what a preaching team does is it helps in the process of preparing the sermon to get a multi-perspectival view of what you're teaching. So last week we talked about how to teach, how to illustrate, and how to apply. Where teach, where preaching teams come in handy is illustration and application. They can definitely come in handy on the teaching side as well. You can look at a passage together and you can have done your study, you can draw your conclusions, and then you can open it up to your preaching team and say, what are you seeing in here? I've definitely been on preaching teams where that's been the, the case. But where I find that preaching teams serve the best use is in illustrations and applications. So you've got your message together and you say, hey, I want to illustrate this point. Here's what I'm thinking. Here's an example that I have. What comes to mind? What are situations where people face this issue? If you have a diverse group on your preaching team, men, women, young, old, ethnically diverse, however you can do it in your context, then what you can do is you can say, hey, um, tell me how this lands on you. Uh, wh what do you th what do you hear when I say this? Uh, what is an example of how someone can experience this in their lives? You don't have to use everything that your preaching team suggests. It's it's a research body. But what it will do to you is it will keep you from every single week getting up there and sounding like your uh, broken record, just kind of repeating the same thing. Uh, and there's more I can say about preaching teams. I've talked a little bit more on the channel about it. If you go to preachingdonkey.com and you search for preaching teams, I've got some pretty in-depth stuff in there about how to form a preaching team and things like that. But let's say that right now you don't have a preaching team, you don't have anything formal like this. The thing you can do is you can just go to others in your congregation, maybe other people on your staff, maybe other you know trusted volunteers, maybe people from your leadership team, and honestly, maybe just peop, random people in your church that attend every week and you know them, you could reach out and say, hey, how does, how does this land on you? And what you could do is start with bits and pieces. I mean, don't call someone up and say, let me, let me run my entire sermon by you and tell me what you think. What you can do is you can say, here's a point I'm trying to make, and this is how I'm going to illustrate it what does that make sense to you? What other things come to mind? Have you ex experienced anything like this? And if you curate the right people that have some creativity and they know how to think and you can kind of teach and lead them through this process, what happens is you begin to uh, sit in these meetings and whether it's virtual or in person or you could do this through email uh, if you wanted to, but you begin to meet with these people however you do it and it begins to be this robust dialogue that you leave thinking, wow, I just got some really cool ideas. 
I got, uh, I, I'm able, like, I really like this idea for illustrating this passage. I really like this idea for application. I'm definitely going to use that. I didn't see that in the text, even though I studied it pretty hard. I didn't see that application. This is awesome. And so your message becomes more rich and it also takes the pressure off of you for always being the one to come down from the mountain with nuggets from on high. It diversifies the process a little bit so that you you don't have to be the superstar. You're just the one who is delivering the message. And so you want to make sure that the people on your preaching team are humble enough to understand that you're going to use their ideas and you're not going to bog the message down by saying, this one came from Susie and this idea came from Jim. It's a collective effort. You're the one communicating the ideas and the preaching team is a part of the research body that helps you do it. And on weeks that you're not preaching, the person who is preaching comes into the same preaching team and now you participate on the preaching team. So you're a member on the preaching team that week and you're helping the communicator do their thing. So that's kind of how it works and that's step five. And if you think about it, at this point, you have done all the work. You've dug in the scripture, you've made your outline, you've built out the content. So you have a message that is ready to preach. Your preaching team is helping you kind of map these things out. What you can do if you want to is you can bring the preaching team up in the process. So maybe the preaching team is brainstorming with you as you determine your topic, title, and hook. Maybe they're with you as you're digging into scripture and you do that somewhat together. Then maybe you go and make an outline and you come back and you help build out the content with your preaching team. There's really no right or wrong way to do this. It really just is a matter of how do you work best. Like for example, if I'm trying to outline a message, it's very difficult to do that in a team setting. I really need to have some kind of individual focus and really think about the logical flow and at least get it to a point and then take it to my preaching team to build it out. That's why I order it in this way, but you might have a different way that you prefer to do it. And the key is to do what works best for you, your personality, and your interests. But the key principle is to bring other people into the process, whether it's a formal team or you bring a group of people together that uh, you just kind of randomly select. I think it can be a really, really good shift if you've never done it. Let me know what you think about it. Let me know how it goes for you. And we'll be back next week with part six of the checklist. But for now, go to preachingdonkey.com slash checklist. Grab yours there, and I'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.